Hello everyone, welcome to the Creative Lounge. Today we'll be talking with Joshua, a teacher and a sneakerhead who will change your perception about sneakers completely. Joshua, thank you so much for joining us today at the Creative Lounge. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you and I would like to ask you as a quick introduction to introduce yourself by telling us three things that we should know about you. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, a couple things about me. I'm Joshua Zabinden. Uh, I have a lot of labels. I'm a husband. I'm a sneaker collector. I'm a lover of life, but I think more than anything, like I kind of see myself as a teacher. I've been a teacher for a long time. So one thing I'm, that's what I am. Um, I love to teach the idea of resiliency. So a second thing about me is I don't give up. If I have something in mind that I really like, I find a new way to get it done. For me, for somebody else, it's just one of the things that I like to do. So I'm a teacher. Second, I'm a planner, I'm an organizer, I'm a person who likes to get things done. And then third, I like to laugh. I like to enjoy life. I like to try and find other ways to help people find what it is that they wanna do and then make that happen too. So those are three things about me real fast. Teacher, organized, detailed, and then just a drive to get stuff done. I don't know, that's a lot. <laughs> No, that's great, uh, honestly. Um, you put a lot of emphasis on you being teacher, so can you tell us a little bit more about it? Uh, I've been a teacher since 2007. I started off teaching government and econ. Uh, really love that stuff, especially econ is like my favorite class I've ever taught. Uh, but in my teaching, I've actually moved around. I've taught in South America. I lived in Colombia, uh, taught in Bogota for a while. Uh, when I came back to the States, I actually worked in the juvenile jail system for about four years. Uh, sort of switched how I teach, how I approach things. Um, definitely learn more about social emotional learning, which is the idea instead of being like everything academic based is on standards and numbers, and you got to get this A, it's more like teaching someone to be willing to take a chance and fail. Absolutely, absolutely works. So I'm a social emotional learning teacher. But actually, my favorite thing in the world to teach is econ. Like, that's why I love sneakers so much too. It's all wrapped up into one thing. As you say on Instagram, you have a few pairs of sneakers. And I wanted to ask you, do you have a favorite one of those? And if yes, which one and why? Yeah, I do. Uh, I lined them up a few behind me. Let's start with this. All right, so this is the Jordan 3 True Blue. The story behind this one is really long. At 13 years old, I needed to go out and play a little basketball. Um, I was starting to uh, to uh, gain a few pounds. I was starting to be a little bit sedentary. I was kind of needing something to get going. So my parents were like, you should go out for basketball. I mean, it's 1989 in Chicago. Everything's basketball at this point. So yeah, of course I'm in. I go out, I actually make the team. A little surprised, but hey, I'm on the team. So I need a pair of shoes. We don't have a ton of money as a family growing up. There's a bunch of kids, mom and dad are doing their best. So mom comes home with a pair of sneakers that are the secondary brand, the low tier. I take them to school. I don't know any better. I have fun, but it's definitely one of those like, what are you wearing kind of things? And I was embarrassed. I was a little bit hurt. I was a bad kid. <laughs> so I went home, took some scissors and knife and I cut them up. I put the scraps of these shoes kind of like on the floor and I was like, I need new shoes. My parents said, nope, you gotta go out and get your own job. You gotta go do it. We're never buying you shoes again. So I spent an entire summer working in a grocery store so I could get enough money to buy a pair of shoes. I wanted these. 
I didn't know yet though about supply and demand. I didn't know about markets and cycles and yearly new releases. So by the time I had all the money saved up, I went to the mall to get the true blue. It was gone. I was heartbroken. I didn't know any better. That set off a 30 some year search in my life for this specific shoe. Cause it needed to have this on the back. And Nike releases them every so often, but I needed this one specifically for my youth, but I never got it. It hurt, it hurt, dude, it hurt bad. It's like a longing that was always there that I wanted. But I was able to go out, take that money and buy these. So this is the Fire Red 4 Jordan, or Jordan Fire Red 4. This came out in 89. Took all my money, bought this sneaker. The problem is I wanted this sneaker. <laughs> And so I didn't treat these nice. Dude, oh, it hurts my heart so bad. But after a while, I took a marker to them and I started coloring them. I started cutting them up in different ways. I popped the air bubble in it and eventually lost Righty in a river in Indiana on a canoe trip. Something that I wanted so bad. I worked so hard to get and I didn't treat it right. I didn't know what it was. I didn't, I didn't value the thing that I had because in my head, I'm always searching for that last one. Those two sneakers are really influential. And then after that, there's a million sneakers, man. There's a million sneakers. These obviously are huge for anyone in Chicago, but this is a huge sneaker. I got a pair of these and I wore them to the ground to the point where the patent leather was breaking, separating. I didn't know how to clean them really well. So I put bad stuff on it like, like alcohol and then try to clean them up and eventually it cracked it. But this shoe meant everything in the world to me. But even still, I wanted those Jordan three true blues. I searched, I searched, I searched. After a while, I was kind of not buying as many sneakers, but around 2018, I'm about to get married. I'm talking to my fiance, my soon to be wife. And I'm like, I want these. And I kept sending her pictures from like StockX and Goat. I'm like, I need these for the wedding. I need these for the wedding. I didn't do it. I wore a pair of Vans to the wedding. And I don't know why in my heart, I was like, I'm just not ready for that leap. After a little while, my wife is like, you know what, you need to get those shoes. And so she encouraged me to turn around and actually for the first time in my life, get my Jordan 3 True Blue. It took forever, man. It took 30 years of working, sacrificing me. Like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. When these did come out the first time, I took the loss on it. Like you always do on a sneaker. And so it took a long time for these to show up. And when these got here, there I got a picture of me opening them up. It was like 13 years old again. It was just like everything. It was like just that moment. The funny thing is, the funny thing is as soon as I got these, I realized how badly I treated these and I needed them back so bad. So these two shoes, the fire red four and the Jordan three true blue are my sneaker stories. Also though, because I am older and now I can make new stories. I have my unions and this is my grown up pair. You know what I mean? Like this is the, you made it pair. I bought these for graduation this year after a long, hard year of school, but also to say sort of, I've arrived and I've earned it. I'm at a spot where I should have the high-end shoes. 
There's a thousand more, but those are the ones that really, really reach the soul. And yeah, so we talked about the favorite shoe. Which one do you think is your rarest shoe that you have in your possession, in your collection? The rarest shoe, uh, I'd have to pull it down. There's one of 500, give me a second. This is one of the more rare shoes that I've had. I've never seen anybody else with one of these. I'm excited. You said it's one of 500 pairs. Yeah, there's only 500 of these in the entire world. Wow. So this is a Lecoque Sportif. So it's a French shoe. And this comes from a uh, design house called uh, Paris Opium. And the name of the shoe is the Opium Black. There's something about the colorway of this, just the purples to the pinks to just the way it all comes together. It just looks fantastic. And yeah, there's only 500 of them, but that's not the necessary reason why I got the shoe. There was just something about this colorway to the cement, to the way it just sort of looks high fashion. And when I wear it, I feel fancy. I feel cool. There's something about this one that's different. Wearing a Jordan is like, yeah, I'm a champion. Let's go get it. This one, uh, I'm high class now. We're a little <laughs> bougie. And it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to have something that no one else really is ever gonna have. The trade-off is I'm gonna get a lot more recognition, a lot more heat by wearing a regular Jordan because people know what they are. I have to explain what this is. And there's something about that too that just makes it a little bit more precious, you know? That's pretty cool. I like it. There's tons of sneakers back here though. <laughs> <laughs> How many pairs do you have? Stop counting. We stop counting. No, I, I, I laugh about it because I get this question all the time. The, the two-part answer is one, I don't want to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's at a point where, and, and here's another part of the story of what who I am and what I do is, since I'm always teaching social emotional learning, which is also self-awareness, self-management of emotions. Yeah, there's an issue where there's too many sneakers back here. There's too many sneakers. I have a philosophy, I teach it in econ, I call it my cereal theory. <laughs> I love cereal, I'm sure you do too. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I go into the grocery store, I'm super psyched, I'm gonna get a box of cereal. You know, you walk in and you see a whole aisle. Hmm. Maybe I'm gonna try something different today. And the beauty is all the options. The problem is, as soon as I pick one, I realize I've passed up 99 other cereals. And that realization is overwhelming. So there's so many sneakers back here. When I decide what I'm gonna wear sometimes, it's gonna be like, what did I not wear? When I focus on what I have or what's back here, sometimes it's like, it's overwhelming. Like there's too much. I don't know which one I'm not doing right by them. And I don't want to count it because it gets overwhelming sometimes that way. And I like the fact that you actually wear all of them, right? Because I know some people tend to keep them in the box. Again, not wearing them, not wanting to damage them in any way. So in your case, do you have a specific pair that you just set aside and this is just for the purpose of looking at it as an art or even an investment? or you yeah. wear all of them? Uh, there are currently, I think, three or four sneakers I have that I have not worn because I'm not sure what I wanted to do with them. Uh, it can be multiple tier though. So sometimes it's, do I want to sell it? And my personal philosophy, and everyone's gonna be different on this one, is you gotta worry about your sneaker mojo. If you got access to something that's really hard to get and you treat it with no value or no respect, and you just want to dump it, sell it, move it, you're hurting 
your your overall sneaker mojo and i don't know if you're going to get the next one as easy or you're not going to value it as much and to me just collecting them throwing them in the back of the wall is not the point it is about finding the value of the sneaker in the story so if i get a high-end sneaker in i'm going to want to wear it just because it means something uh sometimes though i do have sneakers that i don't really intend on wearing i bought for an art piece and i have a pair of blondie adidas superstars uh they're packed away but it's a clear translucent superstar i love the shoe i grew up wearing superstars i'm probably not gonna be wearing a translucent pair that much but as soon as i saw them i realized i could put led lights in there could set them up on the side of the wall and then eventually when i get to a bigger sneaker display yeah, it's going to be a centerpiece because they're rare, they're cool, and they're more art. So yeah, I appreciate the aesthetic of those. What is the most unusual pair of sneakers that you have? Because I saw the Nike Space Hippies on your Instagram account, and I think that these are absolutely amazing. And honestly, I haven't seen shoes like these before. So yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about them? Yeah, let me pull that down real quick, because I really love this particular sneaker. There's so much I love about what Nike did with this. Recycle box. So everything here was designed to be low carbon and then just trying to press something different. This particular sneaker though, what I really like about this one is the design, the effort, the move towards sustainability, which we all need to do and is hard to get going. And so, yeah, on small scales, we can do it. But when you see a brand who really wants to push it, yeah, I want to get behind that. But then the design element of the shoe itself is just crazy. Like with these pull tabs and the ideas of how to uh, use the recycled material in a way that makes something totally different and totally new. And that this is majority of old t-shirts. There's just something really cool about that. But also it's a space hippie. And that just hits every aspect of my playfulness. Like <laughs> my parents are hippies. There's something about that style and that music and the culture. I grew up around it. So as soon as I realized I had these coming in, yeah, I'm going to find a way to use the music, the colors, the, like I got bandanas that are like hippie inspired and paisley. And yeah, it worked right into my playfulness. And that's the fun part of some of these sneakers are the old stories of who I was. And some of these are, who I can be now and yeah it's really fun and can you share with us uh, an interesting story or an extraordinary experience that you had since starting your Instagram account and sharing your sneaker collection with the world we're gonna go back to the true blue and part of the reason why this is my favorite sneaker is I waited 30 years to get these it meant everything when I got them and it encouraged me to grow and do more things, to be more brave, to try more stuff. And it wasn't much long after that, that I got a contactor from Nike. And they asked if I wanted to be a part of a marketing campaign. So in 2020, Chicago was holding the all-star, the NBA all-star game. And I got a contact, do you wanna be in one of our sneaker uh, app commercials? Of course, I'm like, this is totally a scam. Like there's no way. And so I'm contacting, I'm talking to them with their marketing department. And the whole time I'm thinking like, I'm going to arrive there and like, I'm going to get beat up or something. like do something. It's like, I can't believe like, I'm going to get a chance to talk about my favorite shoe at the United Center and what it means to me in Chicago. 
I, I, it blew me away. So one of my favorite posts that I have on my entire Instagram is, well, there's multiple series of it, but one of me actually taking the pictures outside of the United Center. And this shoe allowed me to not just recapture being 13, but to take my story and put it on a bigger scale and talk about why it meant so much to me and the city I love at the place where it meant so much. So took me through so many steps. This is a journey shoe. This shoe helped me arrive. And then a while later, and if you look through my Instagram feed, I don't remember the exact date, but I was digging through some old pictures and I found pictures of me as a kid playing basketball. Yeah, I saw those ones. 13, 14, I don't remember. And just that, man, this is a kid who wanted so bad to just be a part of what was happening. And now I'm getting to talk about why it means the world to me at the stage. Like, ah, this is a sneaker honor. This is a sneaker honor. So that sneaker has literally been a part of my journey for my entire life. It drove me always wanting more, always having to do more. And then when I got it, it's like, congrats, you've arrived. And so it means the world to me, man. It's a championship sneaker and I deserve it because I'm a champion too. And what advice would you give someone who is thinking of either starting a, a, a sneaker collection or they just want to buy their next pair of sneakers? What, what's your advice as, as someone who, who knows sneakers very well? Know what you are trying to accomplish. What is the goal of what we're setting off for? If you're just looking for pure numbers and for pure hype, maybe that there's a better story in there. Maybe you should focus more on why it means something to you instead of what the object is. Uh, as an econ teacher, you want to teach value and the value is never going to be in the object. It's going to be in what the object allows you to become or do. So find the sneakers that are going to move your soul. They're going to help you tell your story better. Find the sneakers that are going to fit into who you want to be. And then also be brave and try something different. Go out on a limb because it's kind of cliche and kind of cheesy, but every time you put on a pair of sneakers, a new pair of sneakers, you get to be somebody new and you can find a way to move that in. So it's best to find and curate what's going to move you in your soul more than, ah, this is going to get people to look at me. So that would be my advice. Nice. It's a very good advice. Um, and last question from my side, what would be one advice to the general audience? Something that you want to share with everyone watching this video? Absolutely. And I like this question because I don't want to be just a sneaker person, right? I'm a teacher, I'm a sneaker enthusiast, but also I think at the end of the day, what I'm trying to do is build a better community of all sorts and all types. Uh, so my advice to you, the general audience is be the best version of who you are. There's so many different people out there, but there's only you. And we all benefit when you become the best version of you. Whether that's showing your accomplishments, whether that's showing your fears, whether that's allowing the world to see your anxiety or whether it's like highlighting the art and the craft that you create. But I only get better when you become a better version of who you are. And so all of this is designed to make us appreciate life more, to connect with people more and then just feel more value out of this entire experience. Okay guys, that was everything for today. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Joshua and please don't forget to check out his Instagram account, link in the description below. From me, Stefan Dimov, I'll see you next time.